0: Welcome back to the Evermore YouTube channel. It's Wednesday night. We're here with the Evermore podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And as it's Christmas week, I've been joined by two of my other fellow wise men. I've got the stat man, Mark, to the left of me here, or the right of me. I can't remember which way I'm going here. And a long time no see, we've got our man from across the pond, Adam Beckett. How are we doing, lads?
1: Great. Good evening, man.
0: Good to see you, boys, and a great week again. Newcastle United are back and back with a bang. I say a bang, mind you. That's maybe not the best way to describe that game, but we'll get stuck into that in a minute. But we certainly are back. That's for damn sure. So just before we get stuck in, a little bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already, smash the like and subscribe button. We'd love you to come and join us. We're on about 2,177 subs, I think we are now. I always try to check before I come on. We're very close to 2,200. So it's been a monumental first year for us at Evermore you know, myself and the rest of the boys, we all massively appreciate everyone who's hit that button. We've got loads more room for you if you're new watching, all free content. This We don't charge anybody for what we do, just fans that love talking about the club. And we've even got some more ever more updates in this episode, which I'm sure you'll all get excited about when we get stuck in. So let's get stuck in. As I say, we're live as well. Join in the comments, as many of you do, many of our regulars do. We've got a few comments in there already, but uh, we'll just jump in as we go, and obviously we'll pick them out and and try and have a bit of crap with you as we go. So the first topic is we are back, and we are back with a win. It might not have been a great win, but it was a win nonetheless. Adam, coming to you first, mate, uh, did you get a chance to watch the game? Obviously over there, I'm sure you did, because you've got better TV than we have. Um, (laughs) How did you you find the game, mate?
1: Yeah, I did watch it. Um, I thought we were by far the better team. I think really only only one team was going to win that. If there was going to be a goal in it, it was probably going to be us. I think I'm still a little baffled about the Callum-Wilson goal. Maybe I've not seen enough replays. <laughs> i seen or, enough of as well, yeah. What happened there? It looked like maybe, was it Willock that was sort of on the floor? Maybe, maybe he yes. touched it on the way through. I'm not entirely sure, but it was a nice finish by, by Wilson. And really, we, we sort of dominated that game, um, looked good enough to win it two or three times over um it's a bit like the 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 friendly game at the weekend it sort of seemed like we were (laughs) almost playing with an extra man it sort of it always seemed like there was someone in space which is i think part of why i love watching this team at the minute um always looked like a pass was on really all game so yeah we probably didn't hit you know fifth gear or maybe even fourth gear but we didn't really need to either um you know if we'd been at our best we probably would have won Three or four nil, um, but you don't get style points in the League Cup, you've got to win. So I'm, I'm glad we're through and you know, on to the next round.
0: Absolutely. It's you know, many people are saying it on social media as well, Adam, but it doesn't matter how you win, really, long as you win, especially in cup games, you know. But it's been so long since we we've been starved of cup success, really, isn't it? I'd take a one-nil off somebody's face in the back of the net, to be honest with you, any day of the week. Uh, over, over a brilliant performance. I mean, there there was some great standout players, Mark. Obviously, I jumped on and did the the post-match afterwards i thought bruno just looked class in the middle again and i kept watching him thinking what was that brazilian manager on watching him and training why didn't he play more in the world cup mate he was absolutely class i
2: thought yeah look it was back to back to business for him wasn't it running the show he looked he looked exceptional um but you're right there were a few that you know what it wasn't let's be fair it wasn't the greatest game in the world um I don't think Newcastle ever got out of second gear. They didn't have to get out of second gear. That Bournemouth were very, very poor. I know they were hampered by um, illness in the squad, weren't they? So, um, but it was just it was a it was an it was an uncomfortable win in the end. I think because it, I think it should have been a wider margin. If Miggy, you know, scores um, the absolute sitter that he misses, um, I think the Wilson one obviously should have stood. I, the only thing I think of was they thought the balls touched Willock as it's gone through. Yeah. But even on the still, it looks like he's in line. I think if that goes to VAR, it's given. Yeah, I'm just
0: going to have a look. I, th- I thought we still had that, actually. Just I'm just trying to look at the um, look at the images that I had. I'm sure that I had that still somewhere. Uh, I so think we'll what still was... Get it from... oh, here we go. Here what
1: we was go. strange? So that, that's
0: a... Go on, Adam. Sorry, that's a still. Yeah, no, so
1: no, I was just, just going to say this exact, what, exactly what you're showing there, sort of shows yeah. that Willock is... Willock is probably on side. He's also mm. like, you know, he's, he's not he's not involved in the game by the time he's fallen on the floor. It doesn't doesn't make a difference whether it comes off him or not for me. Um, although I was really yeah. happy with the finish. I mean, a great finish by Wilson. Um, just wish it had stood, because I just think like it's gonna be so important for him to be on the score sheet, not just playing well, but also on the score sheet. So it would have been I would have taken a, a one nil with him being the goal scorer would have been sort of the perfect night in in many ways. Um and yeah, I forgot about the Almiron miss. Oh my god, I must have just blocked that out, but it was almost <laughs> one of those. It was almost one of those that you don't really believe that he didn't score. It's like I must have just missed it when it went in or something because it just how did he not score that? It was it, it was a bit worrying that that might be the old Miggy coming through, but you know, hopefully he's just getting that out of the way um you know before the before Monday uh before the rest of the season so we'll, we'll let him off because he's had obviously one hell of a run so, oh, yeah, so that was quite st- funny wasn't it
0: I did laugh at some of the fans panicking saying that oh no he's had a hard reset <laughs> he's gone back to what he was before which which is quite funny but I should say there if anything will it rolled out of the way mark I think he's got a point there I mean it, it yeah. does look like as Adam said there he's in line with the play um you know which which to me I think that poor referee in my opinion, Davey um, saying a win is back when Bruce was here. We lost that game. I agree with that, Mark. what do you, do you think if Bruce was in charge, would have
2: done that? I think you need a little bit of ruthlessness back that you've, you, you, you know, you've had in in previous months. But it it's it's a good sign that you can go into a game, not play well, and still yeah. win, and still do enough to to win. Um, they didn't have to expend any extra energy. Didn't have to go to. I mean, it wouldn't have gone to extra time anyway. But they didn't have to do anything else. It didn't go to penalties. There was no worry in that regard. It shouldn't could couldn't should have been more comfortable in the end. But it's just a a solid solid win, solid performance. No worries at the back. Um, nice and calm. I suppose the only the only worry was was the first couple of minutes when Shaw got um yeah they they the head it. but yeah. he he was fine. So you know it, everybody came through unscathed. You move on now, and and you take the the momentum again from a win. And I guess that was always kind of the worry, wasn't it, coming back after the break that you you've been on such a good run that you come out of it and and, and can you can you pick up where you left off? And although the performance wasn't quite there of of the performances against you know Southampton or against Villa, it was still a win. It was still that positive. Let's let's carry on.
0: Absolutely. It's amazing that Shaft stays so handsome, Adam, isn't it? He's in that many collisions. He, he, he seems to spend more time on the deck, doesn't he, than he does in yeah, the yeah these it,
1: days. It, I was about to make a point there, actually. I, I don't know whether it's just I, I'm hypersensitive to it now because I'm so you know, I'm so keen to keep everyone fit and healthy. But seems like a lot of our lads go down all the mm. time. I mean, so, so Maximum obviously, you know, he, he set a very actually, high down. standard um <laughs> for that sort of thing, diving around like a maniac. But but like even trippier like every game trippier seems to go down gets treatment and everyone holds their breath for a minute or two but then he's off flying down the down the down the wing again so i don't know whether it's just a sort of a trend or whatever amongst players but it seems like a lot of our lads go down and and seem to get hurt in most games but i do i sort of finished the point i was i was making about this game that that it was so important to win this one because it's a, you know winning becomes a habit it sort of becomes addictive and 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 it, it's a feeling that players obviously get used to and want to have more and more but but more importantly i think for the back five you know clean sheets um just the routine clean sheets i think it's nine in the last 16 something manic like that um which is just i mean unheard of obviously for a newcastle team but unheard of really for For any team, Um, and for those for those lads at the back, having a clean sheet is sort of like like Callum Wilson scoring a goal. Like it becomes addictive. It becomes becomes a routine or a a rhythm. Um, You know, so clean sheets are just as good as goals, obviously, for the team. So I'm delighted that we got another clean sheet. And, And as Mark said, other than that that save at the end, you know, Pope really had nothing to do. But you 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 do know that in a cup run. Whether it's in one game or over the course of a season, you are gonna need your goalie just to make the an occasional really good stop like that. And he was right there to make it. You know, he hadn't he hadn't lost his uh concentration, which was important right at the end there, but good save. Absolutely. Mark,
0: just a couple of players. I mean, not, not to put a negative on it, because Adam's right, you know, it was a good win, a great win, you know, when the cup quarter final. And um, you look at the rest of the teams that have been it, we've got a really good chance of certainly getting into the final, if not doing one better, but I think just for me, a couple of observations that I pointed out, and I think I definitely mentioned that on the post-match, that um, this whole Dan Burnett left-back thing, great when he's at the back. Going forward, he's very limited. It's one thing, just to get your take on it. And then the other thing was, I thought Joe Linton looked a bit rusty as well. We'll get Adam's take as well after after yourselves, Mark. But, but what was your take on those two? Did you think they were they were struggling a little bit in the game? How do you think they, they did? Am I being a bit harsh?
2: Maybe a little. I, look, that was said. I don't think the, the, the side as a whole got out of second gear um yeah. so him looking rusty I, I guess that's no big big problem um it was a stroll so you you don't mind that as long as he's up to speed for the weekend you 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 absolutely you know you, you take that on, on boxing day and you, and you he picks back up again in, in his league form um burn I think you're right I think Certainly going forward. I mean, to be fair, Byrne puts the ball across the goal for Miggy's miss, doesn't he? He does. And it's a great ball. ball across. Yeah. But he's so hesitant in that area. Like, there were a number of times where I think if that's Matty Target, the ball gets whipped across the box.
0: Yeah, something's and, not, and something's not right for Target, though, is it? Something's not right. I don't know what's going on
2: there. I, I wonder whether it's just the fact that Byrne has played so well that Howe just doesn't feel the need to pull him out at the moment. And, and I guess at some point you've got the chance to then change if it's not working. I do think it's, we, I mean, I think you touched on this last night. Um, it's a particular, I think area of need going forward. If you're going to progress that particular side, uh, you know, with a more competent attacking fullback, I think is, is probably going to be a need going into next season. Certainly. Um, but it is interesting watching Byrne play he, that he does get high and then is almost his instinct so, is, I've got to find another player to, to do something, to yeah. create a, a chance rather than try and create it himself. Um, it's, it's like nosebleed territory and he gets in that position. Mm-hmm. He realises he's so far out of position that he's worried about getting back. But he showed last night with that ball across that he's got it in his locker. I just think yeah. he's, he's, not, he's not got that consistency in that area. And, I think sometimes when you get into those positions, you miss targets left foot. Mm.
0: And I think j- just getting your take on that, Adam, then on, on the burn side, that we'll come back to, to Joe Litton. Because I thought Bruno carried Joe Litton's arse most of the night. I thought he lost the ball a few times. I thought Bruno was uh, Bruno was brilliant. And I think he really helped Joe get through that game. What's your take on the on the burn situation? Because I said in the post-match that I think the team's off balance a bit when he's there because he hasn't got that ability to go up and put the balls in as Mark says consistently and then get back and do what he does. What what's your take on the burn at left back thing? Does it need to be addressed?
1: Yeah, I mean I agree, I agree with everything you've you've both said there, really. I think it just boils down to that back five has been so consistent and they've kept so yeah, many clean say, sheets yeah. that at, at the end of the day, how is a coach that's that's sort of renowned for rewarding good team performances, right? I just I just think that Matt Target's been incredibly unlucky. He came out of the team during a time where we were drawing a lot of games. I think, he, I think he got sick or something, so he missed the game and Dan Byrne came in. And we just basically haven't given up that many goals since then. So it's very hard yeah. to change the, the sort of lineup at the back when you're keeping so many clean sheets. So I just think Matt Target's been incredi- incredibly unlucky. I also think Dan Byrne is just sort of the – <laughs> this is the problem that left-footed centre-backs have. They, everyone just assumes they can also play left-back, right? They, well, don't, <laughs> we don't do that with right-footed centre-backs, right? No, one's, know, does, yeah. no one's sticking Shah at right-back just because he's got a right foot. It's, it, I've, I used to joke when I was a kid because I was a left-footed player that like, like coaches would play me left-back, left-wing and left centre-forward all in the same game because I was usually the only left-footed player on the team. And Dan Dan Burns got a little bit of that curse too. I think I don't think he likes playing left back particularly either. But again, yeah, it's it's either that or sit on the bench, right? Because no one's displacing Sven Botman out of that team. Um, so I think it really just boils down to Eddie Howe not wanting to change a, a winning formula, a formula. And it's not like we're winning three two and four three, and we are giving up goals, but but winning at the end with 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 dominating games from the back uh, and keeping clean sheets. So. Unfortunately for Matt Target uh, and obviously for Jamal Lewis, still plays for Newcastle. Like, there's just not a spot at left back uh, at the minute for someone to come in. um, It's not broken, fix
0: it type thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's exactly
1: it. That's exactly it. Um, And I think, you know, on, on Joel Linton, I think I think maybe we're being a bit overly critical just because of how good he has been. Um, yeah, because the standards was, have been so high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Mark said, it was a game where a lot of players were playing at sort of 50, 60% of their potential and it was enough to get through. I also think that Joel Linton really is one of those players and Bruno, similar, who sort of raises his game to, to match the occasion. Um, mm. You know, a lot of his best performances. I mean, I thought Chelsea, for example, in that second half, and they put him back into the middle um he's more comfortable in the middle there with Willock out on the wing um, or, or Sir Maxim or whoever out on the wing um so I think I think you know the change of position one thing but also just that the sort of the occasion itself meant that maybe he and Bruno only needed to play at 50 or 60 percent and I expect him to, to pick up his form in the bigger games uh, you know starting on Monday hopefully.
0: Well, fingers crossed. It's uh, we'll definitely get stuck into to that in a minute. But just sticking with the game, and there was a notable absentee, Mark. Um, this has been going round and round on social media. I've seen some great conspiracy theories. You know, he's got a heart problem. You know, he's uh, whatever it may be. There's loads of these things kicking off, like most fans do when they shit themselves when a player has been missing for some time. As I mentioned in the preview. Uh, and the review that we we have had a little bit of information that we don't want to reveal where it come from, but it might make people feel a little bit better. But just on the Alexander Izak thing, Mark, obviously he's been he's been held back. He's obviously had an injury for a long time. Um, Eddie Howe has been quite honest with it up front, saying he's, he doesn't want to back until he's fully back to 100 yeah. percent and firing. Is there a is there a problem with Izak, mate, or are we just being sensible with managing his fitness? What do you think?
2: I, I, I think look look at look at your other centre forward and how mismanaged he's been previously. Very much so, yeah. Um, and, and I think that that's your answer. I think that pulls it down to quite a, a quick point. Wilson has struggled with injury and then has been rushed back. While And I guess the, the bonus is while Wilson is fit, you don't need to rush anybody. And if he needs an extra two weeks to get fully fit and without any concerns, you take the extra two weeks. you spent an awful lot of money on him, and hopefully we'll get a, a good return in that in sort of goals and stuff. But you, you don't wanna break him. And and if he if he if there are tweaks, there are issues there, then you, you give him the extra time to get fully fit. Um <laughs> we did we did cover that, didn't we? Um we did, we did, we did the, the, the rumored yeah. swap deal. That was a that was a mad one. Um but no, I just think it's being cautious and, and Eddie has shown that that he is willing to, to you know, be cautious and give people the time that they need to come back or get used to the game my, my example for this was always Bruno, when everybody was screaming for him to be in the side, he took his time and he and he allowed him to acclimatise to the league and then play, I think with Isaac, he needs to do exactly the same thing just for a different reason, he needs to get him back fully fit back up to speed and then unleash him there's no point in bringing him back at 60 or 70% fitness which is what we've seen from Wilson before I mean,
0: Adam, you're a massive fan of the lad, and and is there a sense of Newcastle fans almost reverting back to where we've always been, where we're worried about Shera being injured, or or you know even Owen or Ferdinand or whatever? Um, we're unbeaten in ten games. Callum Wilson is fit. Touchwood is fit, and he is playing well, and he, he is scoring goals. He should have scored a goal in the night. Do you think it's a sense of as Mark says there, just everybody just calm down a bit and just trust the manager and trust the fitness, you know, team and everything else that's involved, mate?
1: Yeah, I mean that's definitely the case, but that's no that's no fun, is it? I mean, with social, with social media, with social media and the and the different reporters we all listen to, you know, it, it has heightened all of our sense of controversy, hasn't it? So it's sort of it's sort of who we are now as a fan base, right, wrong, or indifferent. Um, but Mark made a number of good points there. Um, conspiracy theories aside, you know, I think when they signed him. He wasn't totally fit. I think Eddie Houseall yeah. sort of said that. Since that they knew he had a bit of a. I think it was actually not not the problem he has now, but it was sort of a hamstring type issue that was very minor. But it meant that that was sort of playing on their mind. I think that's why they took him off in his first game against Liverpool. And he, after he'd scored, you know, he got injured. Then he got injured again. Um, so it's already reoccurred once. That's probably a bit of a warning to them that maybe they pushed him, uh, or maybe the pace that they were pushing him at the first time was too fast for him whether it was too fast in general or not is is, is irrelevant it just for the individual player he may heal a little slower than they originally thought he was um was healing and and again we're on such good form similar to the matt target thing in many ways he probably wouldn't be getting into the starting team that's starting eleven the minute anyway um yeah. Callum wilson is fit enough uh, to play, Isak's got some versatility, but we've got options in both positions that he plays in. And it's very similar in some ways to how they treated Shelby, Wilson and um, St. Maximin right before the break. Right. Those last couple of weeks there. Um, I think Wilson had COVID, as it turns out. But they were sort of they were sort of each game. It was going to be sort of 50-50 as to whether they came back. And he went with, you know, he went with Wood in the cup. He went with Wood. Um, against Chelsea, probably could have played Wilson if they really needed him. Wilson comes on at the end of the Chelsea game just for a bit of fitness work. Um, St. So Maximum Shelby didn't even play against Chelsea, um, despite being on the bench. So, in some ways, I think it's a number of things at play. It's one that you might just be a bit of a slow healer and they're being very careful with their record transfer. Two, you know, other players are in good enough form and are fit at the same time, which is which is rare for a lot of our lads. Um, and then it's just the idea that we've got so many games in the second half of the season. I mean, we're not actually even halfway through the season yet. We've got four games to go until we're halfway through the season um, because of the international break. Uh, so there's plenty of games to go. Um, and I think we'll, we'll see plenty of him. And, and to, to Mark's point, if, if we can get two more weeks out of him, fitness standpoint, um, it reminds me a bit of what they did with Wilson at the end of at the end of last season where they sort of held him back a couple of weeks but then he was ready to go 90 minutes as soon as they brought him back, um, which is a smart way to do it if, if you've got the players around you. If we didn't the irony of this of course, if we didn't have Chris Wood, then we wouldn't have a backup striker. You know, so you obviously were your joker there's plenty of jokes to be told about Chris Wood. But if we didn't have Chris Wood at the minute, there would not be a backup striker, and that would be really worrying. So the fact that we've got two fit strikers at the minute is probably giving us a bit of leeway with with Isak.
0: It's OK. The snow's gone away. I'll drive to Liverpool, pick up Rondon and bring him back, lads. Don't worry about it. He can still do a job. <laughs> not a very good one, but he can still do a job. To be fair. But Mark, just a point on Isak. Um, you've got some stats in terms of previous injuries, that, that, that he's missed, mate. I mean, he, he's not an injury-prone player, is he? And he's still a young lad. He's not had, a he's not had a, what you would say, a bad injury uh, in his career. He's, and with being such an explosive player, and, and Adam makes a great point, he's come from La Liga, a much slower-paced league than the Premier League. There's got to be a bit of adjustment there as well, hasn't there? We've got to understand that.
2: Absolutely, yeah. If you look at his record over the last couple of seasons before he moved to Newcastle, he'd only missed five games total. Yeah. Um, I think four of those were a hamstring injury, um, and one of them was was one game out with a with a knee problem. Prior to that, I think you've got to go back a couple of years before he missed any sort of game through injury. So, I guess the, there's no there's no historical injury issues there. He's yeah. just he's he's caught one this time. Um, yes, it's kept him out. I think it's now ten games that he's missed in total. But it's just about being being you know keeping faith with with the staff and the, the manager and the medical team and stuff and just going they know what they're doing they've mm. they've seen problems like this before they and like adam said maybe they did push a little bit too much to start with especially with the change of pace in, in the league that he's come from and it's just about being sensible now and not not being too you know overreactive to to what's going on but we all love a conspiracy theory we all love to to get involved in the in the in the crap that goes on on, on social media so that that's just more fun than anything else
0: yeah, do you know, I think it's we're conditioned though because we've had so many years of this. We've had Owen, we've had Woodgate, we've had these these really good influential players that have just perpetually been injured. Ben Arthur injuries, ASM injuries. And I just well, think don't, it's, it's don't hard to wash Paul, that off, isn't it?
1: Don't forget Paul Dummett. He's been injured for five years, I think.
0: I mean, what is going on about that? Honestly, it's like that um, Buzzcocks on Twitter when they go, Whoa, where the fuck's he been for the last 10 years? That is Paul <laughs> yeah. Dummett. That is literally Paul Dummett every time yeah. he gets a game. but. Um, I think he'll retire personally. I, I think I'd be shocked if it's not the end of this season. I think he'll retire and maybe go into the, the coaching setup potentially. Adam, it's a, it's a good point to raise that, mate. But on the Isak one, just um, get your take on this. Adam, your take on this. If he's fit, so we got on good authority um, through, through just some of the, the crack that we've heard. He's probably only going to be a couple of weeks away. So maybe Leeds, maybe Leeds we might see him, whether that's on the bench uh, or whether that's from the start. If Izak is fit and firing, and say he comes off the bench against Leeds, turns the game, scores two goals or whatever, with Wilson alongside him, salivating at the prospect of this, mind you. Um, but where would you play Izak? Would you, would you be on the bench for the next game or would you put him in a front three with Wilson and Miggy? Because you said he's got versatility, Adam, you mentioned it. Do you take a bit of his game away, sticking them out wide or, or are we going to go two up front? What, what would you do with him?
1: Yeah, I mean it's just it what a, what a nice problem to have by the way. Really, it We haven't had this problem in well, I don't know, <laughs> a, re- a really long time since the Denver bar Papis Cisse yeah, or I mean it ended up with bar playing mostly on the left wing but um I don't know to be honest Chris I'm not I'm not sure there's an easy answer to that um okay. like I said other than just being really happy that that's a problem for Eddie to to work out um I don't think you can not play Callum Wilson if he's fit because it's so rare that you get a run of games out of him. Yeah. Um, and he and, leads the yeah, line so
0: well, Adam. He's so good at leading the line, isn't he, man? You yeah,
1: he is. He is. And he's our number nine and he's our number nine for a reason. And, and you know, he's obviously well-liked by the fans. That said, if he goes four or five games without scoring, then you've got an excuse to, to drop him. Obviously, I, I hope that, that never happens. I also hope he stays fit for the rest of the season that's that's far less likely obviously but i think with Esac, you, you do obviously you lose a bit anytime you take a player out of their natural position um and if if asm is playing well and scoring goals if miggy is still playing well scoring goals then yeah he is going to have to make do with a place on the bench what what an impact player to have you know coming off the bench i'm I'm not bothered about the whole um, sort of you've got to play your record signing type thing. Yeah, I, don't I don't think I don't think Eddie would have gone for that. You know, if, they'd, if they if they'd said, well, yeah, we'll sign him for sixty odd million, but he's got to play every week. Like Eddie, I don't think he would have worn that. So I'm not yes. not worried about that part of it. I'm I'm more happy about the fact that we've got you know four really good options to take up three spots, um, and that would be that would be fine by me. I've got no worries there. To to Roger's point, I'm not sure. You know, Big Al had a little more, bit more leeway than Callan Wilson. Much as we all love Callan <laughs> Wilson, um, a bit. you know, Alan Alan Shearer could have gone a whole season without scoring, and he still would have played every game probably.
0: Yeah, I think. Mean, well, that when Shearer got a bit bit older, did he? win that season, he broke the record um, against Portsmouth at the, at the Gallagher. He did go a lot of games without scoring, didn't he? He wasn't the Alan Shearer that he, that he was. Yeah. Um, but th- just in those little moments, he would he, he would turn them around, Mark, just to finish on on the exact point. Uh, you know, Audie's a big Isaac fan as well. Sadly, Audie couldn't be with us tonight. So, uh, you know, whatever whatever's going on with Audi, get get back soon, mate. We'll miss you on the channel, pal. But um, with Isaac, he's the long-term replacement for Wilson in my eyes because I think Eddie Howe is seized on getting a really good young player um, who's had an indifferent season, it should be said, at Social Dad. so we've got him cheaper than we probably would have paid for him. But he's got that ability. He scores those goals. He's got that burst of speed. I still think he's a little bit slight for the Premier League. Maybe we'll bulk him up a little bit more. I don't know, but um, he'll be the long-term successor to Wilson. Do you think we'll see them as a two? Do you think we'll ever see them as a two? Do you think that there's options, or will that change the whole dynamic of the side?
2: I, th- I think that that probably changes too much of the of the way that Eddie Howe has has the side set up to play. I think you're much more likely to see him play in a fluid three. Yes, where, where changeable positions exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and that that makes far more sense in, in this type of system that Eddie has set up with a you know, with a, with a 4 3 3. Um, he's proved that he can play down that left hand side. I mean, you look at the, the way that he, he he sort of tortured Liverpool at times from the left hand side, so he's proved he can he can do that. Um, he's played there previously. You ideally you want him through the middle. Um but if you can if you can rotate, if you can move them around during games from game to game, it gives Wilson some some breathing space as well. And doesn't we touch on this when you bring them in? It it means that you don't have to play Callum Wilson for 90 minutes every exactly. single game. And you if you can save them for these, games,
0: you don't have to play them against Leeds. Exactly. or You can save them for that game, absolutely, yeah.
2: But it also means that during a game you can bring him off after sixty minutes, move move Isaac sort of into a more solid, central position and maybe yeah. bring St Maximam in down that left-hand side. So there's loads of options. And Adam touched exactly the point before. It's a wonderful headache to have um, oh, in that regard absolutely. as to what you do with them. But it, it just allows you to be a lot more a lot more fluid up, the, up there. It's very rigid at the moment because it's very... Miggy one side at the moment, probably Murphy or St Maximum the other with Wilson through the, the middle. It just allows you to open that up and and just give defenders and give opposition teams much more of a headache, not knowing who's going to be in what position. I mean, to be fair,
0: when he's sacked that Liverpool game, he made Virgil Van Dijk like Dick Van Dyke, didn't he? he? Had him on toast. He was all <laughs> over the place. It was it was an absolute thing of beauty. As Gibbo says, there are middle three of fluid, so I'm guessing our front three can't be too absolutely. We, we were talking about the the middle middle three. I still think if you were to have a hold and play in certain games like Cities and Liverpool's, and where you're going to have a bit of press coming the other way. Um, it would free up maybe Bruno to go a little bit 10, 15 yards further up the park because that's where he does most of his damage. But obviously the January window will, will decide that. But talking about potential new players, nice little segue here into the next game coming up because there's a little bit of a little bit of a side story on this one, Adam, isn't there, in terms of the Leicester game. So there's a certain um, Leicester City player that we've been courting for some time, mate, and he's been on the lips of every Newcastle fan. So uh, well, obviously we're playing on boxing day, and the big question is to a lot of Newcastle fans, is James Madison going to start for Leicester? There's loads of ITK shit going around, but what do you think, mate? Do you think Madison will play against us, or do you think we might see him get rested? What do you think?
1: Well, I'm not even sure he's fit, is he? I mean, he didn't play at all for England at the World Cup, um, no. from what I can remember. Anyway, uh, I know he was on, you know, on the bench, but but not used. So he's not play. Whether he's going to play or not on Monday, he won't have played for for more than a month um, coming into Just, that yeah. game. So. He won't be at his best. I mean, he's an he's an excellent footballer. I'd, I would love to see him at Newcastle, although I'm not entirely convinced um, he fits the profile. That's that, that's for a debate for another time, probably. Um, I think he's a, a good footballer, and, and Leicester are in good form. So this this will not be the the sort of easy game that we all would all like to come back into the Premier League, which I think is why it was so important that we played and won last night so we weren't going straight from the break into the Leicester game I know they won as well pretty convincingly um against a, a lower league team I think it, I forget who it was now but they won 3-0 so they they'll be feeling good about that going into to Monday and you know it'll be a it'll be a tough game um I just think assuming there's not a big drop-off in our in our play um I, I'm not sure who's going to beat us at the minute so I don't know what I don't know what the score will be. I don't know what will happen, but I just feel so good about the way we're playing and and who who Eddie's putting out in the lineup. I'm so impressed how strong you went last night. Um, I think it was excellent to have a full strength team last night. So uh, that bodes. Well, I don't care if we're playing Man City away on Monday. I just feel like we're going to beat everybody at the minute. It's, it's such a nice feeling.
0: Absolutely, I'm just looking there. That gibble's right. He wasn't in the squad uh, for the Milton Keynes game, so he was rested. That that might just be in the. A whole, he's been away at Qatar and whatever, and we don't need him against Milton Keynes type thing. I'm just trying to look at the, uh, the sports mall team news here, Mark, and there's no mention he is, of uh, of Madison here.
2: He is set to feature. Well, what that right. means, I don't know, but the, the the reports were that he is set to feature on Boxing Day, so I guess that will be from the start. it um, has got to play the, the best day, players, he's, he's, he's he's got to try and get a big result game player, him. and he, he's had plenty of rest like you see he hasn't kicked the ball in in Qatar um he's gone plenty of time and i think the reports were that he's he's up to speed i think they just they knew they didn't need him last night you know it was yeah. what was it 3-0 against mk dons so there was there was no need to push it there's plenty of players that can come in and and play that that game um he'll be back
1: yeah if we if we had been left playing left. if we'd been playing mk dons last night you wouldn't have seen bruno you wouldn't have no, seen wilson so. you wouldn't have seen no. you know so yeah, I mean, I think their, I think their squad and their team last night is bears really no resemblance. My guess as to what we'll see on on Monday it would have been a bit foolish for them to even, even risk him um, last night, yeah. uh, given the run in, you know, the run that all these teams have got now. So, yeah, I mean, maybe we'll see them in the cup next round, and they'll be playing for us. I don't know, it'd be interesting.
0: I was going to say, I can't wait till January where he's in that number ten role behind like and Wilson up front. Of me. That'd be superb. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I was going to say on the subject of the cup games, it was it was refreshing to see Premier League sides putting out proper teams, uh, even you know against the lesser opposition, and I yeah. guess that's a feature of, of them having such a big break. Yeah. It was just nice to see them not just you know play the reserves and play the kids. As, good as an opportunity yeah. for them. Yeah, exactly. It was nice to see them properly taking it seriously.
0: Yeah, I mean, Le- Leicester aren't form. Just a comment from BT there. Yeah, this is from Chris Davies, the assistant manager of, of Leicester. He said that Madison is expected to, to be in contention in the squad. I- I'm with you, lads. I think he'll start. Uh, I think our fans will, be, will do the best to kind of woo him a little bit, I think, from the away end. And, and uh, there might be some cheeky little chances to throw Maddison's way. But, you know, I don't believe these ITK talks of, you know, oh, he won't play against us because Leicester don't want to get injured. For the january window you think do me a favor you know leicester trying to get uh, as many points on the board as they can they're not going to arrest their best player um arguably against uh against an in-form newcastle united because just looking at the premier league form you know going into it you know leicester aren't in, in superb form um so i think for me we've got every good chance of uh getting another three points here just, just some predictions before we move on then last i suppose the last section of the night which is a uh, quite a good one mark's been mark's been playing with some toys in the background and he's excited to tell you about this but just a just a match prediction, I suppose, Adam. So, what, what what's your thoughts on on Leicester at the King Power, mate? What do you think?
1: Um, I think we will win two nil. Yeah, we're going to keep another clean sheet. Uh, cause I just can't. I can't even picture teams scoring against us at the minute. I've never, it's such a bizarre, yeah. such a bizarre <laughs> feeling. So, yeah, we'll either win two nil or by the odd goal. Um, but I'm pretty confident.
0: Yeah, to, to, I don't even think I don't even think Moses could part our defence in the minute. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> especially with the bot man in there. He's God, I love amazing. that man. I love yeah, that. Man.
1: Oh, he's incredible. Man. What what a player! I mean, J- oh.
0: Jamie Vardy. What is he? Is he forty nine now, Mark? Jamie Vardy. He's still got a little bit of pace hasn't <laughs> he? but I don't think he's going to get past these two, is he, mate? I,
2: I think he'll struggle. I think I think the stat is it's something like five goals conceded in twelve or thirteen now um, yeah. since the Liverpool game.
1: Amazing.
2: So, I mean, that that record is 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 pretty good. Uh, let's let's be honest. And we'll go back to the burn sort of section before. I think that's the reason why Burns continuing to play because they, yeah. they just look so solid. Um, I think in terms of Leicester's form, I think you were a little bit harsh on them before by saying they're not in great form because they've won mm. four of their last five. Mm.
0: So I was looking. at um, I was actually looking at it was the it was the form guy between the two of us there. I was getting distracted with another bit on the uh, article there, so the, I was trying to backpedal, but you just made me look a twat. Thanks, Mark.
2: <laughs> to be fair, though, well, let's, let's let's give you a little bit of credit here. Their home no. form isn't as good. So they've only yeah. won two of their That's last five. Um, so, yeah, there you go. And they've only scored nine goals at home so far this season. So yeah. they're not in brilliant form at home. Um, I think in recent or in previous years, it's always been a tricky, tricky one for Newcastle, hasn't it, that playing them? I think the form has been a little yeah, bit so- split.
0: It's always been a tough game, isn't it? But that was a different Newcastle United than we are now, is not it? Isn't it? I mean, we're, we're, we're light years away from those teams where we used to be.
2: Well, I mean, you've only got to look at the form, form side of the, in the in the Premier League. Five wins from the last five. Um, you know, it's barely conceding goals, scoring goals in, in the Premier League. So this is a game you're going into thinking, right, and and Adam said before, you don't care who it is on Monday because you expect to win now. Yeah. Um, so going to Leicester, which was always a tricky one, yeah, I'd expect a, probably a 2-0. I, I think that'll be probably standard. I, I don't think that... I struggle to, to see anything other than than a win. Um, maybe if they get lucky with a free kick or a penalty, you know, what Madison's like for, for going down and stuff. So potentially... <laughs> Something along those, but I, I think Newcastle have got far too much in, in reserve now. They've got plenty of gas in the tank, having not you know, having not used much yesterday. Um, and I think they will get back to, to winning ways in the league. Absolutely.
0: I think it might need goggles on between the dives between Maxi and Madison. Might be, see, who, who gets the highest score off the top board? I think with them two going on make the game. But uh, we've got a comment there from BT saying Leicester won't be parking the bus. I think that's a good point. For me, I think because Leicester will go at us with the likes of Madison and Vardy and Harvey Barnes, I think they'll leave themselves exposed. And, and I don't think they're great at the back. Um, so I think we can catch them out. Certainly, Wilson looks sharp as attack um midweek. You know, miggy has got the pace, got the legs, he's in form. You know, if Maxi plays, I think Maxi might get a start. After that little cameo, I think he looked quite sharp and quite fresh. So that front three will cause any defence problems. And I think with Leicester trying to push on and, and go at us at home to get the crowd up, we, we could catch him on the break quite early on, to be fair. And I'm I'm the same as you guys. I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game, I think, 2-1. I think maybe they'll sneak a goal back, um, you know, because they are are good for a goal. They've got some very talented footballers. But yeah, for me, I'm going to go 2-1. So, full house, Newcastle win. How good it is to feel so confident, lads, these days. One one of these days, we'll say something, come on, and Wednesday. go, Christ, we've got beat 4-0. Hopefully, it won't be Boxing Day. Hopefully, it won't be. So, let the uh, the good times roll, as they say. So, we're just going to finish up with with the last section, and I'm going to pass you on, To the main man himself, the stat man who has been beavering away. We've got some exciting news about uh, about Evermore. So, Mark, tell everyone what you've been. I was going to say what you've been playing with sounds a bit wrong. What have you been doing behind the scenes?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say when you mentioned toys before, all I could picture was Ash's comments Um, (laughs) and the the, and or the opening up of the you know the usual. Live podcast comments that we get in from the uh, from the old sex bot. So oh yes, the probably, sex bot. now. That yeah, that, that'll open then. it up. Boom. Um, <laughs> but, here we go. You no know, um so we we, we had a, a chat about this. You know, we it, we started out this whole journey by um, by starting a, a sort of a website. We we did football articles that were general football. Obviously, it then evolved into evermore last December. And the, the sort of the written side of things has kind of taken a backseat over um over recent months, um, just because of, of how much has gone on with with the the podcast channel and the, the YouTube channel. Um just seeing <laughs> just gone up there. So
0: that's compliment you're gonna get all, all year, like That Take <laughs> it, mate. Take it and enjoy it.
2: So we, we we had a chat, didn't we? And we, we we've sort of got some of the other lads, I think, that, to get involved in this too. And and I think we're we're going to sort of revisit and, and start looking at, at written stuff too, whether that's um, preview pieces, post match um, player rate, and all that kind of stuff. I think I think most channels do 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 things like it, but we give our own spin on it. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll pull in some some generic football pieces, some historic football stuff like the, the piece we did for the previous site. Um, so we've set up a new um, a new site. Um, I will bring it up in a second. It is evermorenufc.co.uk. Now we've moved away from the generic WordPress site. So yeah. I'm, I'm quite pleased with myself for actually doing that. Is the um, link below, Mark? Is the link in the, the description? The link will yours? be in the description. It isn't because I'm a knacker and I forgot to put it there. So, See, that's
0: my revenge for that sports ball thing. I knew there I'd you
2: get go. There you Thanks go. for that, man. So right. here we go. I'll bring up the site now. So there's, there's a couple of new additions, obviously, with it. So you might want to expand your screen or turn your phone around or something. So there we go. Evermore, nufc.co.uk. Um, and we'll go through the, the, the thing. So obviously, we talked about blog posts. We're going to start putting some articles in there. Um, my last one from the old site I've brought across. Which is the story of the 95-96 season. Obviously, access to all the latest videos will go on there as well. Access to our social media channels. And the new addition to this is the Evermore shop. Um, so again, I've been beavering around in the background and looking at some of the um some sort of designs for for different things. So you know these are these are available now um we've got um, a few little designs so they've got the we've got Bruno in the Middle t-shirt and mug you've got hoodies um for you know with the City United um banner on you've got what else we've got we've got the who's that team we call we call United the identity I've spelled identity wrong I need to redo no I haven't intensity is our identity I can't speak properly there's a couple of different versions of that as well. Um, So there's lots on there for you to have a look at. Obviously, if you're interested in that kind of thing, you can have a look at that. If you're not, it's absolutely fine. Um, And then the link to the audio podcast as as well is on there. So that is now live. It went live last night um, once I'd finally put the finishing touches to it. I think there's a couple of little kinks in the system at the moment but i will iron those out tonight um i think one of the links was broken for the for the um for the social stuff um so yeah it's it's live now we we'll, we'll start to to get some articles put in there over the next probably the next few days the next few weeks so keep an eye out for those as well um and any updates we'll, we'll drop into the community chat in the on the podcast channel as well um but if you're not already following um drop us a Drop us a follow on, on um, Twitter or um, Facebook page and all the articles will get linked on there as well. So, you know, you get involved in that too.
0: Fantastic. Just to answer your question, Roger, yes, we're having a little dabble with it, mate. So feel free Dive in, treat yourself for Christmas, man. Could just see you with a little evermore hoodie on, watching watching the King's speech with a little whiskey, mate. Mind you, you won't get one that quick, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it is the twenty first. So. De-
2: delivery, I think, maybe after Christmas now. So, I think ne- maybe next fair. year.
0: Next year's King's speech, possibly, man. But hey, you can watch the match with it, Roger. Who knows, man? Who knows? But, but yeah, it's just a little dabble we're doing. Mark's been working really hard at it. He's as he does with everything else. He's done a class job of it. Um, we've got some brilliant writers here. You know, we all we all kind of started doing this as writers. Um, we've got some really good writers on the, on the channel. Uh, we've spent more time talking about football than we have writing about football, but it would definitely be articles worth checking out, you know, some uh, some really witty ones, some, some well-written ones, some well-researched ones. So it's just something we're doing on the side. We enjoy doing it. It's a nice outlet for, for obviously Mark, myself and the rest of the guys as well. So, yeah, just keep your eyes peeled. i will bash a few up as the, as the kind of the weeks and the months go on and hopefully it'll be something you enjoy just like the channel, so I think that's those pretty much wrapped up then, lads, for for Christmas. So uh, I suppose it's just just you know for us to say thank you everybody who's tuned in tonight and everyone who's tuned in uh, in 2022, really. And uh, I suppose we're just going to wish you all uh, a very merry Christmas and a happy new year. Same to you, to Adam across the pond, mate. I hope uh, everything's good over there.
1: Yeah, cheers, mate. Appreciate it.
0: Something I know from it. So we'll be back. I'm sure, Mark, with a um, maybe a preview for the rest of the game, possibly a post match as well. Unless I'm stuffed, eating too many heroes and pissed out my brain, which is possibly going to be the case. It might be more interesting than the episode.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. So, that, I think Monday there won't be a what's going on this Monday coming. Um, we should be back on Wednesday live for our Evermore podcast. Then um, I'm hoping, yes, if we're if we're fit and ready to go, we can do a we can do a preview and a post-match for the Leicester game and then on going from there.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Some lovely comments there, from the lads. Have a great Christmas, you two guys as well. Let's keep supporting that team of Core United. Let's back a Leicester, and then Madison will want to come and join us even more. So that's us all done for this evening, guys. Have a cracking Christmas, and we'll catch you later.
2: Merry Christmas, guys. Cheers. See
0: you later.